Welcome to San Francisco Ballet's Points of View podcast. In this episode, you'll hear excerpts from a lecture demonstration and panel discussion about the creation of new work and San Francisco Ballet School. This episode was recorded on February 21st, 2018, before a performance of Program 3, Distinctly San Francisco Ballet. Hope you enjoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Program 3, Distinctly San Francisco Ballet, and our Points of View lecture series. I'm Jenny Scholick, Associate Director of Audience Engagement here at San Francisco Ballet. Um, as I hope all of you know, tonight's uh, program, Distinctly San Francisco Ballet, features three works made here in San Francisco on our dancers. And we also have a big festival of new work coming up um, in April called Unbound, which is featuring 12 new works by 12 choreographers. So we wanted in this points of view lecture to give you a little insight into the choreographic process, to give you a little behind the scenes look at what happens in a rehearsal um, as new work is being created. So to help demonstrate this idea, we've enlisted soloist James Sofranco to show us some excerpts of the piece that he's currently choreographing on the San Francisco Ballet School trainees. For those who don't know Jim, he joined the company in 2000 before being promoted to the rank of soloist in 2007. And he's the art founder and artistic director of San Francisco Dance Works and recently announced that he will be leaving us at the end of this season to take on the artistic directorship of Grand Rapids Ballet. So I think a round of applause is required there. Um, the piece that he'll be showing tonight is going to premiere at the San Francisco Ballet School Student Showcase um, in May, and it is the third work that he's made on San Francisco Ballet School's trainees. So Jim's going to rehearse for about 20 minutes to give you all a sense of what happens in the studio during the creation of a new work. And when he's done, um, he and I are going to be joined out here by San Francisco Ballet School director Patrick Armand and Corps de Ballet dancer Norika Matsuyama um, to talk about why it's so important that new work is created not only within the confines of a professional ballet company, but also in the professional ballet schools and on students and um, what that opportunity is like both for young dancers and for young choreographers. So if you would please all give Jim and the trainees a hand, they will get this show started. So it's still me, but because this was a lecture demonstration and this is a podcast, you aren't able to see the demonstration part of this whole thing. So we're going to cut ahead to the panel discussion. So I would like to welcome to the stage and to introduce Patrick Armand, the director of San Francisco Ballet School, and Narika Matsuyama, a member of the Corps de Ballet. Come on out. So Patrick was born in Marseille, France, and danced with the theater, Ballet Theatre Francais. You can sit. You guys can sit down while I talk at you. Uh, and London Festival Ballet, which is now the English National, and Boston Ballet is a principal dancer. He joined San Francisco Ballet School as the principal of the trainee program in 2010, became associate director of the school in 2012, and was named director of the school just this past year in 2017. So thank you for joining us tonight. And Narika was born in Chiba, Japan, and trained at Yukimiho Ballet, Palos Verdes Ballet, and Luridson Ballet Center before joining San Francisco Ballet School, where she was a trainee, correct? Yes. yes. Uh, she joined San Francisco Ballet as a member of the Corps de Ballet in 2014 and was named one of Point Magazine's Stars of the Corps in 2016. So, also, thank you for being here tonight. So... <clears throat> I'll let them applaud you. 
Um, I want to start with a question for Jim, and then we'll turn to Patrick and Narika. Um, but because we just got to see you rehearsing with the trainees, can you just tell us a little bit about the piece that you're working on and where the inspiration for it started? Sure. Uh, can with you, do I need this one? Yeah, okay. Um, well, I wanted to do a piece that had a little bit more of a, an actual story this time, uh, just to challenge myself and give myself that opportunity to do whatever. I and mean, Patrick was nice enough to say, you can, you know, do what you like. So um, I was uh, like thinking, okay, what can I, what should I try that I haven't tried yet? Um, so it's a good opportunity for me to just kind of experiment. Um, so yeah, it, it's a, it's two couples, but two of the people like the other people. So it's a love quartet. Um, yeah, I, it, it, there's nothing really too much more um, to it that, it that I wanted to kind of just express that emotion of um, maybe you're in a situation where you can't get out of, you really wish you could be somewhere else, but you're pulled back for whatever reason. Um, maybe I'm watching too much PBS, Downton Abbey, and Poldark, and I don't know, but maybe that's where it comes from. Great. So, Jim, you mentioned that Patrick said you could do what you wanted with the students. Patrick, I wondered if you could talk a little bit about what you're looking for in a choreographer who you select to work with the students. I'm not looking for anything really myself. <laughs> uh, it's a huge privilege to be able to have uh, somebody choreographing for you. Um, I'm the, my main point is to, uh, it's for them to have that experience, and um, James is great to work with them. And second, you know, because I'm preparing those kids for for future uh, professional career, and you know, you're going to have to work with different choreographers. Then that's it's just a, a way of training them too. But we're very lucky here to to be able to have people working with the students. Yeah, it's been amazing. Narika, can you talk a little bit about how what it was like as a student in the school working with choreographers and how that has translated into your professional career with the company? Yeah. So my year. As a trainee, I got to work with Miles Thatcher for the showcase. Um, so like when you're a student, you're normally in the classroom just doing the same thing, having technique class. And when you're working with a choreographer, you almost have to be like spontaneous and um, you're being asked to do things that you normally don't do. And sometimes it's difficult to like, do things that you've never done. You you have to like you have to be willing to try the steps without you know fearing too much. And once you get into the company, you know especially like something like Unbound, you're working with choreographers and you just have to um, put yourself out there and try things. And yeah, having that experience um, while I was a student, it prepared me for sure. Um, as a professional dancer, yeah. Um, Patrick, as you're looking at either choreographers or, you know, students to join the school, is that sort of ability to be adaptable to work with a choreographer something you look for, or is it something that you feel emerges later in their training? No, I've, the fact is it's, um, you work with a choreographer, it's going to challenge you, it's going to bring you a different way of moving, it's going to, it's going, it's going to be totally enriching. Um, but me at that point, I'm not really looking to, for anything. I mean, I'm, I'm providing the kids with that opportunity and it's going to be between them and the choreographer, really. I was, I could just say that like, I, I think 
Um, the transition from a student to a professional company member, especially in a company like San Francisco Ballet, where we do work with choreographers in the studio and creating new work all the time, it's a, it's a, it's a big jump, and it's, it's definitely a transition. So the fact that they are able to uh, have the students work with choreographers just makes that transition so much smoother. I mean, and I don't think every ballet school around the country is able to offer that. So, and because it is a big part of what we do here at San Francisco Ballet, that it's, it's a skill that you really um, must have. <laughs> so the earlier you can start to practice it, how to collaborate, how to be receptive to what a choreographer wants and um, imitate what they're doing, imitate their style, because it's not just ballet class anymore. It's taking your ballet technique beyond. And it's about versatility, versatility. They need to know that because they're going to go to, into a career where it's going to be very different by the they're going to dance. So they need to be to approach that at a very young age, I find. Yeah, especially in a company, as we've said, like this one, which does everything from Sleeping Beauty to Unbound in this particular season. Uh, Jim, you were saying that it's important for the students to have the practice of working with a choreographer. As a young choreographer, what is the opportunity to work with students like for you? Well, yeah, it's a win-win, really. I mean, um, I relish the chance to work with uh, dancers uh, you you can think of all the dances you want in your living room at home in a four by four space and the fact that you can have a full studio for an hour with highly trained students who are just as good as professionals um it's just it's really amazing and it's some, something that uh, you know you don't really want to turn down if it's offered to you <laughs> um, it's good practice <laughs> yeah it's, practice makes everything perfect right uh in the school patrick Students don't only work with choreographers. Many of them also create work of their own. Yeah, I mean, Can you when talk you talk a little bit about that, when you get to when you get to be a training program, it's part of the assignment during the year. They've got to choreograph a piece. Um, this year, we're going to have a choreographic workshop within the school, but I wanted to open to uh, all the students from the upper level. Uh, because, you know, some of the training, they're going to choreograph, but they don't really want it. I wanted to have people <laughs> who really wanted to do it. And... Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's just de developing uh, creativity and, uh, you know, and then to choreograph, you know, you've got to have an idea, you've got to read, you've got to listen to music, you've got, and it's, it's again, it's an open-minded um, um, time for them to do that. And it's very important, you know, not everybody's going to be a choreograph. I believe that to be a choreograph, you don't become a choreograph, you're born a choreograph. Uh, I don't think that's something you can be trained to, uh, but you can develop an an art form, a, a, a way of choreographing too. And for me, with the, the student, it's more about developing their, their sense of creativity and, um, and, uh, and then to see what they can, they can actually bring to, the, to us. And uh, Sorry, just to add on to that too, like, I think it is important, it opens their mind, even if they don't um, plan to become a choreographer, they, if they are charged with making a, a small piece, even a two-minute piece or something, you all of a sudden understand what the person that's usually telling you what to do in the front of the room is going through all the time. You're like, oh my gosh, I have to make up the steps now? Uh, how hard is that? Or what does that entail? You know, it just kind of like opens your, your mind to thinking about more than just you as a dancer. You, you understand the whole process in the studio, I think, a little bit better. Absolutely. Narika, when you were a trainee, did you have to make something? Yes, I did. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that wasn't something I was super excited to do because I don't really consider myself a creative person but I'm really glad I did because I you know I was actually able to make 
a piece, and I, and it's it's really difficult being in the front of the studio, like telling people what to do. And I don't know, it it was a good experience, I'd say. <laughs> look, he looks happy down there that it was a good experience. Yeah. You look you look pleased that it was an overall good experience. Um, so <clears throat> one more for Jim. Um, we. You work in this company that brings in so many choreographers from everywhere, from around the world, perhaps never more so than this year. Are there any in particular who you feel like have had a real impact on the work you try to do, either in terms of process or in terms of aesthetics? Um, I, I guess everyone that I've ever come in contact with has had some sort of effect or influence on me. Um, either to be like, oh, I'd like to choreograph like that, or I want to be a person like that, or I don't want to do that, <laughs> or <laughs> I don't want to have a rehearsal process like that ever again. You know, So you kind of just take bits and pieces from here and there. I don't know if there's any single influence. I mean, obviously, the greats are really great, like Balanchine and Jerome Robbins and um, Mark Morris, uh, Paul Taylor, William Forsyth. They, all these people have so many great aspects to their work, and, you know, I try to pull my favorite parts of each one of those people and put it into mine. Consciously or subconsciously, hopefully it'll all kind of filter in there eventually. <laughs> but, you know, you get in the studio and you, you're so focused on trying to figure out what, what step's going to come next and giving them, the dancers, something to do rather than just stand there and twiddle their thumbs. You're not, like, thinking, okay, how can I be like William Forsyth? How can I be like Paul Taylor? So you're just going to... It kind of becomes you regardless. It, only you can come out of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you a planner? Do you come in with like a total agenda of what you're going to do? Or do you work I on it? I don't really have a... I mean, I have an idea of the music. I think it's good to have an outline so that you can fill in the details so you're not just kind of flying blindly. So I think you want to have like a destination and you want to have a starting point and you, the middle, you can kind of figure it out. And Patrick and Narika, you know, as dancers or Patrick, I know you've done some choreography here and there. You know, was there a particular new work that was made on you or that you were in the studio for the creation of that had a real impact on you as an artist? But most of the time when you work with somebody who's creating a ballet for you, it's always a special, uh, a special moment. Um, I mean, it's actually... I mean, nowadays it's much more, from my time, you get much more choreographer coming to choreograph for you. I mean, the person I worked the most was Twyla Thorpe and uh, Christopher Bruce. Um, but it was always something uh, very special, yeah. And it's a different thing because it's a, it's a, it's a two-way uh, process, too. Because if they're interesting, they want to do a ballet on you, you're going to bring something to them, too. Then it's, that's what I find, uh, find quite amazing. It's a collaboration, right, yeah. in some way, even if one person in the front of the room is the choreographer. And you know, those people, sometimes they find things in you that you didn't think you, you will have, too, and they're trying to bring something different, too. But that's, that's quite incredible, because after that, you can use all of these for the rest of your career, too. So I want to briefly turn to Unbound before we finish up, since the emphasis is very much on new work this season. Um, and wonder, Jim and Narika, if you could just tell us a bit about which choreographers you're working with and what those pieces are starting to shape up to look like. Can you remember back to last summer? 
Yes, um, I had the chance to work with um, Arthur Pita and Kathy Marston, Justin Peck, and um, was it? David Dawson. Yeah, um, it was really interesting with uh, working with Arthur and Kathy because it was mainly um, based on like we had to improvise and they almost like orchestrated what we created. So we had to do a lot of work, but it, yeah, it was rewarding at the end to like have your, have your step being in the piece. But yeah, it was, it was like a little stressful at first. <laughs> I was, think it's gonna look good. Was that a process of working with kind of a structured improvisation that you had experienced in the past with other choreographers or was it really new? Um, it was really new to me. Actually, yeah. Um, Good thing you'd tried choreography before. True. <laughs> See, it, trans it translates. <laughs> and how about you, Jim? Um, so, yeah, each... The company was divided into three groups, and each group got to work with four choreographers. So the four that my group was with was uh, Alonzo King, Annabelle Lopez Ochoa, Miles Thatcher, and Edward Liang. And uh, everybody's different, and each process is a different experience, and you work with them for three weeks, a nice intense period of three weeks, and then you turn to somebody else, and you change your brain, and you change your gears. Um, but everybody was, was really great. Uh, the Alonzo King piece is, you may know Alonzo King from his company Lines here in San Francisco. Um, his piece was really uh, great for me to dance in. We learned pretty much every step that anyone does in the whole ballet first. He pretty much just made up steps for about two weeks before we were ever like, is this going to ever turn into a piece? So <laughs> um, before he started like shaping it and saying, okay, now you do this phrase and you come, come in here, we just kept learning more and more and more. Our brains were ready to explode. We were literally like, is this all that we're going to do for three weeks? So um, finally it did turn into a piece, thank God. And... Um, but that process was something that was unique to me. And I've been here for 18 years and worked with, I don't know how many choreographers. So, you know, there's always a new experience out there to be had. And, I mean, it's really great. And he really pushes you individually as a dancer. He'll, he'll kind of improv and you have to make up what you think it was. And he doesn't even want you to imitate it exactly. He's like, oh, I don't care what, what I did. What do, you, what do you think it is? Okay, now, T, what do you think it is? Or, Narika, what do you think it is? And so everybody has their own interpretation. He's like, I like this version. So then we all have to do that version. And so there's a, a lot of play there. Yeah, a lot of play, a lot of collaboration, a lot of improvisation. And you're going to be able to see all of that work on stage in about two months uh, with both Marston and King, you'll get a little glimpse of it next week when our four dance films uh, will premiere online on February 28th. So you'll get a little hint of those works um, ahead of time. So we're just about out of time. So any final thoughts? Choreography, new work, students? It's a good thing for all of them to do. <laughs> it's an amazing experience, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's really a gift to a dancer when you can give them a piece that's created on them or uh, something that suits them or that, you know, that they've had a hand in creating. I mean, it's, nothing's better than knowing that this was your role or your original cast in this, in this piece. Um, and I just think it's important that we keep making new work because so, we never want to turn it into uh, 
a museum, right? We, we don't want it to be all old pieces all the time. You know, we have to keep looking for the new and looking ahead to what ballet will be. So I, I think San Francisco Ballet does a really great job of balancing those, showing what is great about ballet and also forging ahead into the future. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Um, I'd like to remind patrons who do not have tickets to exit to the right and return your POV ticket to the usher. Um, and I hope that we will see many, if not all of you, at the performance tonight and at our next uh, Points of View lecture, which I think will be happening prior to Frankenstein. We'll be talking about sets and costumes and all of the wonderful production values of that performance. So thank you to my wonderful panelists. I so appreciated all of you being here tonight and to the trainees. And everyone have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to San Francisco Ballet's Points of View podcast. For other podcasts and audience engagement programming, please check out sfballet.org explore.